Hello, everybody, and welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing, episode number 112. It's recorded live on January 11th, 2013. On today's show, we've got nine stories for you, including our bewilderment of ways, why we think Foursquare Trigger is onto something very cool, and Urban Airship not wasting any time to getting things done. Also, Scott Lindenbaum of Spun talks to us about using a goat for location-based marketing. Seriously, really think we should have named this episode the Nothing But Awesome Show. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 112 of This Week in Location-Based Marketing. We are recording this live on January 11th, 2013. My name, Rob Woodbridge from Untether.tv, located in the balmy Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. With me, as always, for 111 previous episodes, Asif Khan. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Yeah, Asif Khan, Location-Based Marketing Association. Love doing this show every week with you, Rob. And uh, like always, we got a, another jam-packed, uh, you know, show and lots of great stories to talk about. Stellar show, I would say. We're going to cruise through it. Uh, but before we begin, I know that you are heading down to New York City for the Street Fight Summit next week. Why don't you talk about this great panel that you've got going on down there and uh, some familiar guests if, uh, if you've been listening or watching this show around Tether.tv for a while. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, it's a panel that kind of looks at... Um, you know, the sort of, uh, we're, we're going to be talking about same day delivery, local jobs, um, you know, sort of empowering you know, the local economy, all that kind of crazy stuff. Um, so we've got, uh, you know, good old Bo Fishback uh, from uh, Zarly uh, on that panel. We've got uh, Bastion uh, um, from um, Postmates. Uh, we've got uh, Seamless uh, on the panel. So it, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be pretty, uh, pretty interesting discussion, I think. All, all uh, you know, guys who uh, really know what they're doing and have great companies uh, that they're running. So um, it should be fun. They're still taking. I'm also, by the way, it's uh, next week's also the NRF's uh, big show. So if you're in retail, uh, everybody's in New York uh, next week, and uh, so I'm going to be uh, on Monday. I'm going to be at that, and then uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Street Fight. So. Well, and there's still tickets available for Street Fight, obviously, uh, if you go to... Actually, it's. Uh, I just got a note uh, saying it's completely sold out. Oh. It's waiting list only now. So. There you go. That's how popular you, you are. And uh, yeah, say hi to uh, Bo for me. What a great guy. I had him on, on Untether a while ago. And uh, hopefully we can get him on as a guest of This Week in Location-Based Marketing. That's your sole task to do when you go down there. Yes, we, it will be done. Well, uh, so it, both of those. And then uh, that's that's New York City for you in a week. That That is not bad. I would not complain about being in New York City for an entire week. That's okay. That's okay, I see. It's all right. Yeah, it's like 10 degrees in Toronto. So it's like 12 degrees in New York City. It should be like a balmy vacation for you. What do you say we jump into this? We got a big show. Uh, we got a limited amount of time. You know, some of these stories are uh, are stellar. Uh, obviously, some of them actually reinforce what we've been talking about. We're starting to see these companies come out now that are actually, you know, uh, some of our predictions actually coming true. Uh, Ten days into this year, which is pretty awesome. Uh, not a lot of uh, monetization yet, but we're going to be talking about companies that you'll be familiar with. Life three hundred and sixty. Why find? Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about Victoria's Secrets. That's a thief's uh, little guilty pleasure, is it? Hmm? Uh, urban. Well, I did do some work for that company way back. Oh, you did. So uh, you know, I, I still have a, uh, you know, uh, keep them close, close to the heart. You know, they did pay me money at one point. So you know, modeling. I, I can't. Uh, I, I got to support. Was that them. modeling? Is that your modeling career? Yes. Yes. yes totally. Yes. Yeah. 
All right, we've also got uh, Scott Kavitin's company, uh, Urban Airship, doing some stuff, which is very cool. Really quickly, uh, how, how quickly they've in integrated the tech, uh, some technologies that they've just bought and they're going with a, a new product. We've got um, some uh, results from the uh, Foursquare um, code. What, what, what do they call it? The code weekend? Hackathon. Yeah, the Foursquare hackathon. Uh, some TV news. We got a special guest. Uh, this is another segment from an interview I did with Scott Lindenbaum from Spun, the app Spun, and uh, it's a very cool thing. It includes a goat, a story about a goat. So uh, and location-based marketing. So it's pretty cool. We got our funding, a couple of funding resources, or funding news, and our resource of the week, which is actually a prediction show or a prediction post about what's what's going to happen in 2013 in location-based marketing, or a year in the review in the 20 in uh, for location-based marketing. So all that. We're going to jam it into a very short period of time. So let's get this thing rolling. First story. Uh, we've talked about this company, I think, Wi-Find, many times. We've not talked about Spruiky before, but these guys are what? Combining their knowledge of the um, mark, the uh, location marketing and location positioning, right? So Spruiky, Wi-Find coming together to create this uber powerful local location-based marketing uh, tour de force for retailers and malls. Did I get any of that right? Yeah. Absolutely, this, and this makes perfect sense to me. I mean, Wi-Find is uh, you know Singapore-based company. Uh, one of the guys who uh, helped us launch the LVMA in Singapore. Um, indoor positioning is is their thing. They're all about you know that that whole indoor mapping, indoor positioning space. And Spruiky is a company also in the Asian market that uh, has been focusing on you know mall apps, you know navigation as well, coupons, discounts, and all of that. So this this to me is a logical partnership. Makes a lot of sense. You know why go and compete with each other you know for the same you know mall clients uh, when you can work together and support each other one guy providing the indoor positioning infrastructure the other guy doing the front end apps uh, that interact with that and, and marrying that stuff up together makes a lot of sense so so you know I, I just simply like this deal it makes sense um, and uh, you know it, it's the kind of thing that you know you know on the surface it appears it could be an interesting partnership to start and potentially you know, you know, the kind of thing that uh, just rolls together, but you never know. Yeah, that's what I thought, because there is overlap here, right? You know, you know, there's nothing that would stop uh, Wi-Fi from putting on a marketing layer or a retail layer, a little bit diver, a deeper dive into that. And and um, but what Spooky does is it, it uh, I love it. It closes the action loop. So you know, when you get that notification, you can go and redeem, and you can buy right from that notification. And I think that these are the kind of things that we're going to start to see. The closure. It's not good enough to just be notified. It's, you have to be able to show a return on investment. Um, and that return on investment has got to terminate in some kind of uh, value exchange. So it's either a dollar for a product or an email address or something that is, is exchanged in here. So yeah, I think that this is, there's an overlap here. Wouldn't surprise me that if uh, you know, somehow, some way this year, uh, why find and Spruiky become one? Why Spruiky or Spruiky find? Yeah, and the other thing I like about the, you know just uh, quickly a comment on on uh, on these guys is uh, like you know they might be Asian companies and, and they might be focused on that as their primary market, but these guys aren't afraid to come across the uh, pond either. I know Wi-Find is is uh, Melvin the the uh, who's one of the co-founders is at CES right now, um, you know, and and you know work work in the floor and and they're pitching over in the U.S. too, so. You know these guys are you know all over the place, and uh, you know it. it w when you get this kind of combination of stuff going on, you know, and and, and the strength that can come from it, it, you know, it makes you more powerful as an international uh, player as well. So uh, I like it. Yep. 
Story number one, WiFind and Spruiky working together, and they should. So if you're interested in WiFind, just go to WiFind.com. If you're interested in Spruiky, S-P-R-O-O-K-I.com, and you'll see the difference between the two. Not much, not much. This is this is what we're going to be talking about. Certainly this bringing together of like similar technologies, complementary technologies. Second story, this company that I've featured on Untether.tv before, we've talked about before, Life360, they added this great little feature, which is, hey, you want to know what kind of crime is going on in, in your neighborhood or a loved one's neighborhood? Well, they've now overlaid crime data into their application. This is, this is I think, probably a, a good mashup. Frightening, but good. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that, too. I, I mean, and, and, you know, this this category of, of uh, location-based uh, solution sets, you know, this idea of family uh, services connected to, you know, your, you know, your, your cellular uh, you know, plans that you have, you know, the idea that, you know, I can know where my kids are, my teenagers are, I can, you know, and so on, you know, th this is becoming a growing thing for, for carriers as an offering. And so Life360 is a company that that's in that mm -hmm. space. They have location finding uh, capabilities. They have apparently uh, 25 million users now uh, between their Android and iPhone uh, apps. So that, you know, significant user base there uh, already. Uh, they haven't been at it that long. And, and so I, I like the sort of horizontal view that they're taking of adding in new capabilities, you know, crime data uh, being one of those. Uh, they've got geofencing stuff going on uh, inside of this as well. So, you know, you can, uh, you can set boundaries, you know, around your neighborhood or you know around the school or, or what have you and uh, and know when somebody you know leaves that you know that particular jurisdiction that geofence that you've set so um, a lot of capability here and 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 a huge growth area I think we're gonna see you know more and more of these things not just for family use but think about the applications for in a b2b context you know around you know uh, uh, long-term care facilities, tracking Alzheimer's patients, you know, all that kind of thing uh, becomes really interesting. So. It, it really does. And, and uh, I love the example. I, you know, I found a, uh, a, you know, an article, a write-up of this on BetaKit, and I love the example that they use, which was very simply like, I, I don't know if it was the CEO or not, but he said basically, you know, when, you, when your wife is leaving the office, you can track her to know when she's going to be home in order to make sure that her dinner is ready. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Yes. Yep. When your wife is, when you're tracking your wife, you know, you've got other issues. Uh, so if you're interested in that, I, I like this. Uh, you know, I certainly like this. I like the geofence. You know, when my kids are old enough, which is what, seven or eight, this, the, you know, the, these days to get a, a smartphone. Um, I like the idea of, of being able to uh, know their whereabouts or when they leave the school or when they leave a friend's house or when they leave the house. And especially with a lot of the traveling that you and I do. And it would be very interesting to, to do that. I also, I'm not sure about the, uh, like the, the crime data is, is great. But you know, sometimes I wish I could just put my head in the in the sand and and not know about what crime is going on. But I do live in Ottawa, and there it's a very safe safe city. So, uh, if you're interested in this, it's uh, life360.com. Go and check them out and uh, support these guys. I think that they're doing well. And by the way, they've they've doubled their numbers in a very short period of time. Like, so 25 million users, as you said. But that's an incredible that's incredible growth. 25 million users, and it's a company that I don't know that many of you have heard of. 25 million users. That's insane. That's an incredible number. Way to go, guys. All right, here we are. The third, the third story. I mean, like, I can't even put any pictures up here. It's Victoria's Secret. They're, what are they doing? They, they've started a, a mobile, uh, uh, you know, a mobile location campaign. What, what exactly is this? Do I get to meet somebody wearing a bra? <laughs> no, you get, you get to buy stuff, though. Um, 
so, so what they're doing is, I mean, they're ramping up their mobile efforts, uh, and in this particular case, they're actually working with Pandora, uh, the radio uh, app on Wait, iPhone. wait, 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 wait. They're, that, this is totally ruining it for me now. How is the mobile radio station going to uh, get me a, a live demonstration of uh, Victoria's hey, Secret? Yeah, you know what? If you listen to certain types of music, Rob, you know, you know, you're you're sort of predisposed to buy certain types of you know underwear. I guess I, I, I'm not sure how it works. Not, not as much. Exactly, not not as much as if somebody was like in front of me. Like here, here I am. I'm wait. I'm waiting for my for my uh, Victoria's Secrets model to come in and sh show me some stuff. No. No, none of that. No, this is this Explain is, this what is it Pandora is. Radio serving mobile ads uh, that are location targeted, Boring. Uh, GPS tag. So you know, you you get the ad, you uh, you click on it. Uh, it takes it shows you where the closest store is to where you are, um, and and it's specific offers. So they're running a uh, promotion. Uh, one of the promotions is called "I Love My Boyfriend Pant," um, and uh, uh, you know, there, there's this limited edition boyfriend pant or something that you can buy. And um, yeah, and, and what? But the reason I pulled this story out, I mean, obviously, you know, Pandora, Spotify, the Weather Channel. I mean, all these apps, uh, the ads are now all location targeted, um, and and that's great. And and I think it's you know it does drive traffic in, into store, and, and the click through rates are, are much better when it's location targeted than if they're not. Um, but the reason I pulled this one out, uh, other than it's Victoria's Secret, is that. Um, is that it's not just about driving traffic to the store. They also allow you to uh, uh, buy uh, directly from the e-commerce site as well, uh, if you want to do this. So they're, they're giving you both options. They're, they're, you know, they're giving you multiple options uh, in terms of how you can engage with this. And uh, so I like that, even though it's a location uh, triggered ad. And did you know, I just pulled up the site, there's a bra sale, 25 to 40% off. There you go. All Victoria's right. Secrets. Uh, so, yeah, I like this as well. And, and, you know, the fact that they're using Pandora really shows. And uh, we had uh, uh, um, uh, Triton on uh, maybe two episodes ago. Yeah, two episodes ago. Yep. And, and talked about how, uh, you know, even terrestrial radio stations are a little bit lagging behind in, in leveraging location and, and this battle that's going on with this. And I think that, you know, uh, having validation you know, by uh, Victoria's Secrets, leveraging Pandora really should, uh, you know, accelerate the adoption of location-based ads uh, for terrestrial radio stations. So this is pretty cool. I like this. It's good. I'm, I'm just going to pull up the website again, okay? So just give us a moment. I think this is one of the rare, rare situations, Rob, where um, I don't think any of the stories, the key stories we're covering today, we, you know, we have bad things to say about No, no. In fact, how can you say anything bad about this Victoria's Secret? So if you're interested in Victoria's Secrets, you know the uh, address you do don't 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 lie you know victoriasecrets.com all right back to technology boring technology after that uh, this is one of uh, my favorite companies uh, that has emerged uh, in the last two years in this space urban airship Scott Kavitan is a classic guy I love this guy love what he's doing I love the acquisitions that he's made and uh, this is one of them he's put it into place most people just take you know remember when Siri was bought by Apple two or three years ago maybe three years ago right when I started on tether.tv because I reached out to them and they said um we can't and then a week later they were they were acquired but um so but it took them two years to integrate into uh their operating system but not urban airship they 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 go out and buy a company and they integrate it and they're now uh have opened up pass tools their uh, api for developing passbook applications for everybody and that was what two weeks three four weeks since the acquisition yeah 
Yeah, I mean, you got to think that uh, you know they they were already working on the uh, the development of this, you know, uh, while the acquisition was underway. But uh, so th so this is coming from the acquisition of Tello, which we just talked about. Uh, you know, I, I don't know four or five episodes yeah. ago on the show is one of the uh, one of the stories. But you know, I love. I'm with you. I completely love this company, Urban Airship. Um, you know, and it, it hammers home also. You know, one of the predictions that you know I made at the at the uh, on the prediction show, which is Apple's. Uh, you know, uh, dominance this year coming, and Passbook is is just a part of that. You know, for me, uh, um, you know, I think you're going to see brands all over the place, you know, going crazy uh, on on building Passbook applications. And what I like about this is Urban Airship is saying, look, you know, you know, we're not going to go out and, and compete with you. We're not here to build you, you know, an app. We're not here to do this. We're just a, uh, you know, we're just here to be uh, Home Depot and supply you the tools that you need. Um, you know, to do it yourself and make it really easy for you and, and give you tools that, you know, so you don't have to code anything. Uh, there's no coding required. You know, you can go and build your own Passbook, uh, you know, offering, you know, using this thing called Pass Tools. And I love it. It's, uh, uh, it, it, it's simple. Uh, it's going to power a lot of brands and these guys are going to make a ton of money. Money. Real money. money. Real money. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say enough about this either. It, I, you know, uh, we talked about it at the end of the show last week, just literally about or, or two weeks ago. It, it's blur, right? Somewhere in the hundreds. Um, where where it, it doesn't, you don't, in order to get into the mobile space, into this testing things in this space, you do not need to go out and build an app right away. Here's a perfect thing that is on 160 million devices that is already using it. Pass, uh, like uh, Passbook to me is an, is an open opportunity that I think that many, 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 many companies, small, large retailers, will start to use very effectively and and urban airship man i mean they were right there for the messaging in app messaging cross-platform now they uh, they understand the opportunity that is uh, that is apple passbook and i love the fact that they are the tool developers not the developers themselves and i think that that's really where you're going to get rich in developing the tools that other people use there you go so uh, if you're interested urbanairship.com can't say enough about those guys. Scott, we got to get you back on the show. Um, and uh, and that's it. So urbanairship.com, Pass Tools API. If you are an enterprise, they're only selecting a few companies to go through this process right away. But if you're a larger enterprise, I'm pretty sure you can get in there. And if you're a larger enterprise, you should also probably be sponsoring this if you've listened to more than five episodes. All right? We know who you are. We track you. Right? Yep. We, know, we know that. I see you, Bill, in Wisconsin. I see, see you out there. All right. Our um, fifth story... Well, we have six stories today, Asif. I know. Wow. <laughs> All right. I just screwed into that. Our fifth story. This is uh, from the uh, Foursquare Hackathon that happened last week, first week of January. And this is one of these things that, again, uh, a bold prediction made by Asif uh, just a short two weeks ago. Uh, this Could this be the opening in, uh, in you know, this kind of interest in location-aware, contextualized, temporary applications. I love this. So it's called Foursquare Trigger. Tri Twigger. Foursquare four Trigger. Yeah, first of all, uh, you know, I hammer a lot on Foursquare, um, you know, and, you know, I, I'm on the on record saying I don't think they're going to be around at the end of the year, that someone's going to buy them. By the way, somebody wrote an article, I think it was Business Insider, there was a big article this week, I don't know if you caught that one, Rob, uh, that completely echoes what I mm -hmm. said, which is, you know, exactly, you know, Foursquare is not going to be around. Uh, so there's a lot of that talk going on out there, um, but kudos to them uh, for this, for running a hackathon, you know, encouraging developers to come out and build stuff that maybe you know can help them find ways to generate revenue because they need to find ways to generate revenue. Uh, 
they are struggling mightily. Uh, anyhow, um, so they, they ran this uh, last weekend, New York and San Francisco. About 100 people uh, came out of New York, about 50 in San Francisco. About 80 apps uh, apparently were developed uh, over the course of, uh, of the weekend. Uh, and one of them was this thing called Foursquare Trigger. And the reason I pulled this one out, I, you know, there's a lot of good ones in there that, it, that we could have talked about. But I pulled this one out because it, it simply kind of it, uh, points to something that, you know, I've been talking about for a while. And that is the idea of, you know, a, as we get to, you know, a world where at the LBMA we like to describe as, you know, you know where every person, place, the, and thing is, is geotagged and geoaddressable. And we can create relationships between these things. Um, you know, so a building is smart, you know, uh, apps and content are deliver delivered in a contextual way based on time and place. You know, all that kind of stuff uh, becomes really interesting. And so this, this little app, Force Career Tr Trigger, um, kind of jumped out at me because it, it's, it's kind of like a prelude to that happening. Um, and so very simply the way it works is you have apps on your device um, and they're you know, often you'll open an app consistently in the same place. You know, so you go to the grocery store, you open up the the app that helps you with your you know, find your groceries. You go to uh, you know a, a restaurant, maybe there's an app that you have for that particular restaurant chain, or what have you. And all this app does is is basically you you set relationships uh, between those things. So you say, uh, you know, when I'm at the grocery store, I use this app. So uh, it, upon a check-in, uh, you know, on Foursquare, when you check in at the grocery store, it'll automatically launch, you know, that particular app that you've made the association with that's connected to that place. So very simple concept, very simple idea. Uh, not sure how you make money from it, but it does point to a, a world of sort of that idea that I'm trying to get to of, you know, app, uh, you know, being engaged and delivered in, con in the context uh, when it's relevant. Yeah, th this, I mean, it just echoes that. I can't say any more than this. I think this is a, a, a uh, within the within the confines of uh, Foursquare, I think that this works very well. It's when you take it out of the confines of Foursquare, I think that there's an opportunity there that uh, that is not exploited yet. Um, and uh, it's to your prediction. So, uh, yeah, Foursquare trigger. Now, I have a an address that is four s the letter the number four sq trigger dot appspot dot com if you're interested in taking a look at that and uh, it's pretty cool and there's a video there um, if you go to the uh, foursquare hackathon 2013 link that's on that website as well so very cool and this is a uh, yeah this is a an innovative piece now we got to extract it from foursquare because foursquare won't be around next next year. All right, our fifth story. This is uh, this our sixth story, actually. This is, you know, when we talk about connected television, you know, our, our resource of the week has you talking about your uh, your highlight of 2012 and, and a few other people in this space. But this is one of these stories that, that we've talked about a, a lot, which is the second screen space. And, and uh, you know, I think that there's a conflict that's about to happen on the second screen space between the broadcasters, the major broadcasters, and the app makers. And I think that there's, everybody is, uh, you know, locking, show, locking arms and singing Kumbaya right now. But I think that there is going to be a serious amount of animosity. It was one of my predictions this year that, that the living room is going to get owned by somebody and there is a fierce battle going on and here's another entrant in that company called connect tv and uh they are uh what synchronizing your ad experience from broadcast onto the device yeah this is huge um you know and and you you, you know you you talked about this in your predictions you know this 
the second screen and it completely echoes where I am, which is, you know, location is any anywhere, any place, any medium, television being one of those, uh, and, and connecting those mediums together. And uh, what I like about this is the simplicity of how the actual system works. And, and so what they've done is, is you know, not unlike, you know, we, we talked a lot on the show about Shazam and, and their new sort of business model around, you know, uh, listening to the audio, uh, Shazamming a TV commercial, creating a call to action on the mobile device. And we're seeing more and more of that, uh, which is great news for them. The way Connect TV works is slightly different. It's still audio-based uh, uh, in the way Shazam works, but it's not uh, based on, on listening for a necessarily a you know piece of music or, or, or something like that. What's happening here is is that they've created something called TV Words, which works uh, kind of like the way Google AdWords uh, works on online in, in search, and so. When a, uh, a commercial comes on, or even during a regular uh, broadcast, uh, during a TV show itself, and somebody mentions a, a key word, uh, and the example that they gave in the, in the article that I read was with American Express, and they said, so let's say that uh, you know, the, 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 the guy, uh, you know, the comedian guy on uh, the show Parks and Recreation um, on NBC, uh, Aziz Ansari uh, comes in on his on his role on the show, and he talks about American Express. Anytime he says Amex, it, it creates a, a trigger to basically launch a, a mobile experience uh, to follow from that. Um, and so it, it's really interesting to see how they're doing this. Um, and you know, from a technology perspective, I think it, it, it's simple and, and, and cool. Um, and like like the Shazam thing, um, you know, I, I think it could be quite effective. The challenge, obviously, they have is you know, where Shazam already has 400 million users, you know, how many do these guys have and how do they build that user base becomes a challenge. Now, they have some great investors. I mean, Cox, Media Group, uh, EW Scripps, uh, Bellow, uh, Gannett, Hearst, all, all these guys are, are involved in, in the company. So, uh, you know, so, so they got some of the right pedigree that's there backing them, but uh, still a challenge. It's a very, very, very competitive space. You've got some massive players that are not going to give this up, including your cable provider like Comcast or Rogers or Bell or satellite provider. They've got this box on your television set. They want to own the living room. You've got Microsoft playing in here. You've got Apple about to get into here, even beyond their Apple TV. You've got all the hand, the, uh, the television manufacturers that are interested in doing this. Smart TVs were abound everywhere at CES, which I think is a dead stop. Uh, smart TVs is a dumb idea, but you've you've still got this massive battle. Console gamers, this is this is not lost. This is not won. This is going to be an ongoing battle. And and here's another entrant in this with some good 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 investors. And I, I'm going to start to see like the, the major network uh, organizations, the networks that are pushing out the content. They have to get into this game. They have to get into it. So maybe this is the first entrance here, but they have to get in. Like you're going to start to see NBC, ABC, because remember. Oh, I mean, remember the Guatemalan company we talked about last last week about yep. the hijack that campaign hijack. Well, they're gonna, awesome. they're going to have to do that. It's going to get that fierce in your living room when when you're watching one show, right? And it's going to be like enticements to get you to watch another show through these mobile device devices, right? It's the same thing. It's it's you are a consumer of television, and they are being paid by their advertisers by the audience size and measurable audience size, and it's going to get fierce. And it's going to get ugly, and uh, and I, I can't wait to see this play out this year. It's going to be awesome. So if you're interested in this, go to Connect TV. There's no T there. It's, it's just one T. Connect 
C-O-N-N-E-C-T-V.com. Connect TV, if you're interested in taking a look at what they've what they've got going. Pretty cool. I love this technology. So wicked. Those are the top six stories. Great combination of everything that we have uh, focused on here. Some people executing on the things that we've been talking about for a couple of years, which is really great to see. If your story wasn't there, please let us know. Reach out, Rob, at Untether.com tv or receive at the lbma.com and we will publish your story we'll weave it in there we'll put it in there somewhere great story to see thanks man no problem all right i had a uh, chance right before christmas to sit down with scott lindenbaum who is the founder of broadcaster which is a great company that we love very much and his new company spun at getspun.com it is a location-based news application. Very, 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 very solo mo when it comes to uh, comes to news and broadcasting. Very limited audience. I love it very much. It's a very cool app. Interface is awesome. I also asked him near the end of the interview, if you haven't watched it, about location-based marketing, specifically around what he's doing with the app. And he went off in a direction that was amazing. He talked about the limitations and the capabilities and how you have to close the loop in location-based marketing. And he also talked about this experiment that he wanted to do, which involves a goat. So without further ado, Scott Lindenbaum of Spun talking about his location-based marketing experiment with a goat. But when you look at what you're doing with Spun, I mean, does does uh, obviously location plays like location based marketing is just kind of waking up right now. And so obviously location plays into this as a as a revenue uh, model or as a concept or as a as a catalyst for revenue for you guys. Do you think about that a lot? Yeah, absolutely. You know, location based marketing is is fascinating because um, I learned recently that there's something called an activation firm. You know, these are slightly different than marketing firms. These are people that are just saying we want to kind of use your context to activate your mind around a product. So, for example, I was a professional snowboarder for 10 years. Now, when you're coming down the hill um, and you get to the bottom and you see a little banner that says, you know, this snowboard park is sponsored by Red Bull, you have no opportunity to convert into right then into buying a Red Bull, right? So what's happening, though, is you're being activated. You just had a good experience. Red Bull's in front of you. You say, all right, I see it. I get it. There's Red Bull there. Great. But they're not putting you into a marketing funnel right away. But when you get to the lodge, right, now you're going to see, well, there are Red Bull products available. And so suddenly that's location-based marketing. I mean, they're creating an analog funnel that starts when you get off the lift and it ends when you go in for lunch. Now, there are ways that your phone can intervene there and maybe even make it a little bit more interesting. Um, but I think that location-based marketing is tough. Um, the reason for that is because when you think like, well, how many people realistically go through that snowboard park every day? Let's say there was a way to create that experience digitally or to unlock something by going tripping a Bluetooth thing at the end of the park. And then when you get to the lodge, let's say you get a deal. Now you get two for one Red Bull. Right, so that's an idea for location-based marketing, um, and every single snowboarder has an iPhone because this is an upper-middle-class sport. Right, these are people with disposable income. These are people that wear headphones on the hill, so they've got an iPhone in their pocket. I guarantee you, and it's Bluetooth compatible. And they just had a Bluetooth sync to their car when they drove to the mountain. So we can create location-based marketing there. But the reality is, like, how many people are going through that park every day, and what's your conversion rate? So. At a certain point, you got to think, well, how many people are going to the Huffington Post every day comparatively? 
and it becomes super difficult. It becomes a totally different challenge because how much effort can you put in to convert a small number of people? Like we partnered with Lincoln Center last year during Broadcaster, but only a couple thousand people ever walk by Lincoln Center in the course of a given day. And that's in the busiest city in the world. So suddenly it becomes a question of um, ROI. How much are you willing to put in and how much can you get back? So then what I see around location-based marketing is a desire to find more efficient ways to do it. And also a desire to connect location-based back to higher traffic digital areas. So if location-based can start with location but get into a larger social funnel, that's a really good location-based idea. For example, I'll tell you a really stupid idea I had with uh, IDEO. We brainstormed this one thing a couple of years ago, but it kind of suggests something about what I'm talking about because it's a lot abstract right now. Um, we said, okay, summer in New York, what do we want to do? We want to have something that starts in place but ends on Twitter, right? How do we start in one spot and end on Twitter? Because everybody that hits the ripple effect of it once it's in Twitter counts right in terms of an impression for us so we just want the inception point to be in a place so we said well here's what we need to do goat thoughts what we're gonna do is we're gonna tether a goat to a pole in the middle of Central Park and he's gonna have a keeper and the keeper will lock in a lounge chair and say nothing um, <laughs> what the goat will have us there'll be a speak hooked up to the goat and people will be able to tweet things that they want the goat to say. And then we'll basically have this thing that becomes a low, you know, now it's a story, right? Because location-based marketing works if it can get into social channels and if it can get into media channels. So in a lot of ways, social-based, uh, location-based marketing is really like an activation thing, right? That's kind of what I learned. So what are we trying to activate? We're trying to activate social and we're trying a funnel and a media funnel. So if you have a goat in the park that has a speaker hooked up to it, well, first of all, you know, PETA might. <laughs> but uh, then, uh, honestly, the New York Times might write about that because yeah. it's so crazy. Um, and alternatively, if it works, um, people are going to be tweeting ideas, hashtag goat thoughts all day long. Now, if I could get James Franco to be the voice of the goat, we're talking about location-based marketing. Go to Central Park and hear James Franco enumerate the thoughts of a goat. Now, I'm not saying that this is a good idea, but what I'm saying is it orchestrates or it illustrates a point that location-based marketing has to lead to a larger funnel or else it doesn't hit a big enough audience to be worth going to find a goat every morning. <laughs> so true. There's, a, there's kind of a parable there. There's a lesson there. You know? um, and then I think if you get Wilco to do the soundtrack to this, it would be perfect. Exactly, man. That's exactly. <laughs> Well, that was Scott Lindenbaum. You see what I mean? He brings a goat into it. I don't know how he brings a goat into this, but if you're interested, there's a big, there, I mean, there's a full interview. I should pull it up on untether.tv. It's one of the top stories on untether.tv. If you want to listen to that whole thing, I, I, you know, I suggest you subscribe anyways. You'll get this show and all of the Untether shows, which is once a week. So you get two episodes a week. But um, Scott's a, a pretty thoughtful guy. I love the way he thinks about these, these technologies. And uh, so a little bit more insight from Scott Lindenbaum, the uh, co-founder of a company called Spun. Go to getspun.com or check out the full interview on untether.tv. See if I love this guy. I'm just full of insight. He's, uh, he's just awesome. I love, Good people. I, yeah, I love what they do. And this is what this industry brings is this, this type of you know, imagination um, and uh, fluid thinking and a uh, little off the wall eccentric 
thinking as well. So thank you, Scott, for letting us use that. And thanks for being a guest on Untether.tv. All right, we got two funding stories. Th these are interesting stories uh, because they're uh, industries that um, are either saturated or um, I, I would say like a municipal nightmare. The first story is uh, Get Your Guide. They raised about $14 million. What is this company? Why is this significant? Um, you, you know, I think uh, when you look at segments, uh, industry segments around who's doing location and mobile, um, you know, certainly hospitality and tourism uh, is one of those. Um, this is an interesting company, Get Your Guide. Um, you know, 14 million bucks. They're based in Zurich in, in Switzerland. And um, that's money coming uh, from a group called uh, Venture Village, uh, as well as Spark Capital and Highland Capital, uh, their European division. So, you know, some good people behind that. Um, apparently, these guys, uh, you know, they operate in a number of countries. Um, they've um, got, like, all sorts of, you know, sort of tour destinations, activities mapped out. Um, you, you know, usually, like, sort of not, not the necessarily booking you know, hotel rooms and, and, and flights, but, you know, booking tours in cities, booking, you know, sort of excursions and, and day, day trip things, you know, and shark diving and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, you know, so uh, kind of fun stuff. Um, and, and the interesting thing about that for me is, is that it, it's, it's a set of data that a lot of other uh, mobile location apps in, in the industry uh, don't have. So for me, you know, there, there's, you know, again, all of this stuff that you and I talk about all the time is about data. And, and to me, this is a data play that uh, it has not been realized yet. And, and could be like, they could be licensing this out to a number of other uh, companies and service providers out there. Um, so anyhow, they got 14 million bucks to, to keep growing that, that set of data that they've got and, uh, and make it bigger and, and hopefully do some, some good deals. So. Get your guide. Getyourguide.com is where you go want to go. Get your guide. Get your guide. Um, Fourteen million dollars is a lot of money, and uh, it's a very competitive landscape. You're right, and and big data, the biggest data will win. Um, so, getyourguide.com raises fourteen million dollars. Second story. This is what I was talking. About, kind of a municipal nightmare is parking. Uh, you know, you feel it as the city grows. There's a crunch to find a good sp a parking spot. Street parking now everything pays. I got these meters. I got oh my god, it's a nightmare, right? And uh, it's a cash grab by cities when they put on meters on every street. But this this is a company that I love this idea. A company called Streetline. They raised a whack of cash. Talk about it, Deceive. They raised a lot of money. Yeah, they, they have raised a lot of money. $25 million uh, coming into this. That's a Series C uh, led by True Ventures uh, as well as Qualcomm Ventures and, and City. Um, and, and they got, you know, the, their previous investors are Sutter Hill, Rockport, um, you know, and, and a few others. I mean, these guys have obviously been at it for a little while. Uh, they got a whack of cash here. They're, they're putting sensors into parking spaces and municipal parking spaces, um, which, you know, you and I talked briefly about, you know, it, that's a challenging business model, you know, getting municipalities to agree to work with you and, and do things, but, you know, not insurmountable. Uh, $25 million can help, uh, you, know, uh, you know, grease some palms, I'm sure, uh, in various municipalities. Look, I mean, I just read this week uh, another story that we could have equally talked about here is Google's uh, putting free Wi-Fi in Chelsea, in New York. The entire you know uh, you know borough yeah. of Chelsea, um, you know so um, you know obviously these things are doable and uh, you know I, I think uh, Streetline's you know certainly got some good technology 
you know, and, and you know, sort of parking is always a challenge for, for people and, and we have way too many cars and not enough parking spots and being able to find them and pay for them and, and do all those kinds of things is, you know, the, the more technology that we can get into that to streamline that process, the better. One hundred percent. You know, there's um, I think there's a balance here, right? Where where street parking is always going to be a challenge to find a good spot. Like, and these guys maybe they'll come up with it, but there is such a massive opportunity for more than one, more than ten companies, and and maybe there's one for every city almost. Because you, you remember, you know, have you ever pulled into a parking lot? or gone into street parking and you saw that spot and you know you're waiting for that person to back out and they back out one certain way and then then that prick cuts in and, and grabs that spot instead of you because you know it came from the other side I, I see a lot of this happening hey like i paid for that spot no you didn't i reserved it no you didn't screw you screw you and then fisticuffs and then police and it gets yeah. ugly right um at least that's what happens in, the, in our byword market um, and then the drunks get in and it's like, I just all reverse and all that kind of stuff. So I think that there's a lot that has to be done perfect in order for this to work. I, li I love the idea of parking lots, though, about uh, availability in parking lots. And especially when we you, you get really into the, what New York's done, which is the double decker, triple decker conveyor belt style parking garages where, you know, you, you want to reserve a spot. But what I love about what they're doing here, what I love, love, love is the idea that I can pay from my smartphone. I think that cities are losing on a ton of cash. Yeah. And you've got quick pay, you know, as a competitor in this yep. space, it's doing exactly the same. It's all about making a reservation for a spot and, and, and paying for it in advance. But, but I think that even on street parking, cities are losing a ton of money by like, how many times do you actually pay for, a for an hour and stay for an hour and a half, right? And right. then you, you don't get a ticket and you drive off. So every time that happens, the city's losing half an hour's worth of that parking revenue. And there's no way to recover it. But I swear, if you had an app, a Asif, and it, it set an alarm and it said like, oh, you know what, you got to replenish your parking meter in an hour. And it, and it did that. And, it, you know, it popped up and said, oh, do, would you like to pay now? And, and you're sitting in the restaurant. And you say, yeah, just pay now. Without a doubt, you would pay 100% of the time you would pay it. They, the city wouldn't lose that, 30, that uh, 30 minutes of revenue or however many extra minutes of revenue. You would pay. You wouldn't get your ticket. City would collect more money. That's why I love, they love this app. So if you're interested in it, go to uh, streetline.com. And uh, $25 million for those guys. Wow. I, I think this is great. It's just the future of parking. It's not very exciting, but it is so exciting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Those are the two funding stories. We talked about uh, Get Your Guide raising $14 million and uh, Streetline get, uh, raising $25 million. If you raised some money in this and you're not listed there, shame on you. Reach out. Robert on Tether.tv or Seif at the LBMA.com. We will put you in there. Promise. Swear to God. Scout's honor. Whatever that means. All right, our last piece of business, our resource of the week. Asif, you are all over the place with your predictions. This is I, this was where was this thing done? This was um, this is actually uh, Aaron Aaron Strout, right? Uh, your good friend Aaron that put this together. Location based marketing, 2012, a year in review. Great resource. Yeah, th this is uh, you know it's, it's a good one. You know, this is the second year Aaron's uh, Aaron's done this. He reached out to. Uh, some of the same folks, some new ones, um, you know, and, you know, before we get too far out, you know, in the year, I thought, uh, you know, uh, there's, there's still room for some predictions out there. Um, you've obviously heard, heard mine. Uh, obviously, I, I wrote a little thing for this, too, but there's a lot of other good people that uh, he reached out to in this um, that have some great uh, insights into what's going on in the industry, you know, some from the brand side, uh, Jason Falls, you know, people like that, that, uh, you know, can, can really... Uh, Help you get a feel for you know what what might be coming in uh, in uh, in 2013. So, um, but uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of great people. He had uh, Andy Elwood from Waze uh, on there, and you know obviously Waze has been in the news. We've been talking about them and Apple. 
Um, there was uh, somebody from Twitter, I think, on, on that list uh, as well. Um, you know, so, so, so a lot of good people, um, you know, that just providing interesting opinions. So take a look at it, uh, Location-Based Marketing 2012, a year in review. Yeah, very good. Rob Reed was in there. Um, you, you know, uh, I love to see these kind of predictions or these reviews of the things that surprise people. And, and certainly uh, the person you're in there, uh, Lauren Driver, is the account strategist at Twitter. So there's a lot of people that are there. Uh, you, but you know, it, it's a uh, it's good to be reflective and think about it. Uh, you know, everybody knows that 2012 was supposed to be the year mobile and location, and it wasn't, and NFC, and it wasn't. Uh, so I, I love these predictions because they're grounded, and I love the fact that people are reviewing these things with uh, with open minds, ready to change their their ideas of what their predictions are. So very cool. Uh, you, you know, before we finish though, Asif, before I, I let you go. Um, and let everybody go. There's there's two things. Uh, one, you know, you brought up uh, Waze, and um, you know th there was a rumor that they were offered 500 million dollars uh, by Apple to be acquired by Apple, right? So this was a big a big story at the end of last week. TechCrunch put this out, and they they politely declined. And uh, let me go on record here. I've done it on Twitter. Um, Andy, you're a fucking idiot. Okay, I just want to say that because anybody who turns down that kind of cash and thinks that and their investors, if they think that this this product is worth seven hundred fifty million dollars, or they haven't been able to turn it into a dime of revenue yet, and they think that they're going to make that much money in advertising, it it infuriates me. So I wish you nothing but the best, but uh, you're an idiot, and we've seen this with Groupon. You're an idiot. Anybody who turns down that kind of money, especially from Apple, you will not get on one hundred sixty million devices. You won't. You just won't. Yeah, no, it's. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when you get that kind of offer, whether it's six billion the Groupon turned down or five hundred million for this, it's you got to take it. You know, you can go out and you can build, you know, three new companies, you know, tomorrow. Um, but you got to take it. There's no way. Uh, you know, you, and the problem is, is it's not. It's not even Andy. Uh, you know, it's his board. You know, yeah. uh, it, It's it's investors yeah. that, you know, don't understand the market. Don't understand. You know the potential of, of where these products, you know, the, 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 the sort of the ceiling in terms of what's possible around some of these solution sets. And, but but they're, they're holding out simply because, you know, of what they put in and what they think it should, it should be worth and what they, what, what they can get. And then they go and they go, well, you know, well, Instagram got a billion and this one, you know, you know what, guys? You know, take a reality check. Oh the valuations are way out of whack. And, uh, you know, it, it, you know, my guess is this is not an Andy thing. This is a, I hope not. You know, uh, shareholder investor, uh, you know, idiocy. Well, I mean, five hundred million dollars from Apple. You will be on every Apple device. Like, I don't know what kind of penetration you want. You will not ever generate half a billion dollars worth of revenue out of this company based on advertising. So, even if you have twenty or thirty million users, it's ridiculous. But I, I, it's so infuriating when I hear kind of this this stuff where where there's some great ideas out there that are struggling, and uh, like, you know, you're right. Go and go and take that money and go and do something. Don't be so goddamn greedy. Uh, it's just insane, and it'll come back. I swear to God, it'll come back and bite you in the ass because of that bonehead move. And if it is Andy, if it's not, I don't care. It's just such a dumb move. So uh, it's infuriating. It's infuriating. Um, let, let's jump. Last thing is uh, we we talked about it uh, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we uh, contributed to a book. Asif and I contributed to a book. It is called The Everything Guide to uh, Mobile Apps for Developers, Businesses, and Brands. There is an incredible list of, I think, 25 other writers or 25 total writers. Uh, they're listed here on mobilegroove.com, which is uh, Peggy Ann Saltz who put this book together. It includes, you name it, in, you know, it even includes some of the people that we've talked about today, even Gary Schwartz. Uh, it includes guys like uh, 
Scott Kavitin wrote a wrote a chapter to uh, for this. The App Clover guys over at Matt Lutz and and uh, certainly myself and Asif uh, contributed. This is going to be a killer book. It's coming out at the end of January. Just do a search for the Everything Guide to Mobile, uh, and you will find us. And it it is available for pre-order on Amazon. One twelve done. I feel good. I feel good. I got that out about uh, ways. Uh, you know, I feel good. Um, and I think that we can start fresh in, in uh, for episode number 113. But uh, I wish I had made that prediction that ways, you know, ways will, will suffer from this. If you have any comments about this show, if you agree or disagree, if you think that we're completely off our rocker about a story like that ways story, uh, please reach out. We would love to hear you. We've had some great response. We're going to get some people on as guests that have reached out because uh, we've uh, we've talked disparagingly about their product. And we're going to get them on here to make us see the light. We, we love that. So reach out, Rob, at untether.tv or see at the LBMA.com. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, great, great show. Uh, lots, of, lots of good stories there. I mean, we, you know, models, goats. I mean, all we're missing is uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we can tie it all together there. I think we could get but... Anyhow. All right, we will see you. Asif, safe travels to New York. We'll get the full roundup of Asif's uh, retail experience uh, next week uh, for episode number 113. Yep. But until then, safe travels, man, and everybody will see you next week on This Week in Location-Based Marketing. <laughs>